Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this Saturday morning edition of the Trending Twitter Topics here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I'm Wes Easley, one of your hosts, and loafing it over on Twitter. You can follow the show as well at FI Today with a little underscore. And, of course, I have Tim Fitzgerald with me. Tim, do you remember your Twitter handle? Run from Dolan. Run from Dolan. He's no, he's no good. Run from Dolan, boys. Okay, right from Dolan over on Twitter. Uh, Tim, uh, it's, it's been an adventure sometimes on the recording episode because you, you've been on location a couple of times here, different places, mm-hmm. and I've tried to coach you up through you know, where to put your mic, how to how to kind of hold it a little bit, and you're learning in the process. And I told you people have they, – they'd like to learn with you or they like to see your growth, I guess, as a podcaster. So you said you had a plan today to get rid of any kind of interference and stuff. Right. So I, uh, I woke up, I worked out, so I got all my nervous energies out. So I won't be screaming like this on my ideas and I will be, you know, I'll be, I'll be keeping a solid monotone. I have the mic set to where, you know, I think it should be and I will not be moving my head. So that way it's consistent throughout the whole time. We'll see how, we'll see how long that goes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's my plan for today. And that's my plan to grow a little bit with this. Okay, it sounds fun. Sounds good. And people will put you to the test, I am sure. If you have any suggestions for old Tim, don't uh, hesitate. You can find him at, at Run From Dolan over on Twitter, or you can do it at the FI Today account, or you can just leave a comment on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the show on. It's always appreciated when you do that, when you share the show, when you uh, do, when you uh, leave a heart or a like or anything like that on whatever listening platform it is. And Tim, last week I put out kind of a different tweet for the show, and one of the reasons why is because we, we do talk about the trending Twitter topics for Saturday. We also try to look forward into maybe what would be trending next week, which I think we should mm-hmm. make a regular part of the show so then we can continue it beyond honest with you that we can continue to quote tweet that show tweet and we could just keep spreading it around twitter and so as different topics trend throughout the week we'll be trending with them you know i'm a selfish guy like that tim i love it i love tapping and i love tapping into the regular news i'm you know i'm a huge sports buff but i'm into pop culture also so anything that's trending on twitter i'm i'm happy to throw it around the bullpen and see where it lands with us let's let's do it man let's keep it going yeah, last week we had NBA All Star Weekend, and we kind of talked about how we lost some of the how it lost some of its luster, right? And we just we, we weren't excited for it as we were whenever we were kids watching the Vince Carter dunks and everything like that. But it, 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 the dunk contest did not fail this year, I don't think. It, I saw the highlights. I didn't watch the entire thing. I saw the highlights though, and I was like, "Oh, look at that kid go!" I don't even know the kid's name. Yeah, Matt Matt, I think his name. I think uh, I, I, I don't even know. He was a uh, He's from the G League for the for the Sixers, and oh my word, that gentleman can jump out of the stadium. It was unreal. Um, I, apparently, some people were really still upset with it. I was kind of shocked by it, but uh, you know, in in my Twitter feeds, uh, Stephen A. Smith, the guy who basically runs ESPN now, he came out and uh, said that you know the the the, the slam dunk, the same thing that we were saying, slam dunk contest isn't what it used to be. Um, I kind of disagree with him because I really I had a I had a great experience. I stayed up late to watch it uh, this past Saturday. And then, you know, they're all coming out saying LeBron James has ruined the dunk contest. And I I get it, but I don't. I I, don't, I thought it was a great dunk, dunk contest. I yeah. thought really the, the whole weekend was a great weekend. My, minus the game. The game was horrible. But, like, the, the, the Saturday night where it, it mattered the most, I thought it was great. Uh- I thought about a weird question, and it's going to sound weird. I think people know me sure. well enough now um, that if, then hopefully the first-time listeners don't take this personally or anything like that. But I wonder if I enjoyed the dunk contest, and this is self-reflection time here. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's being honest. I, I don't mind being honest. I like talking about these things. If we don't talk about things that are important and we just kind of keep it to ourselves and never talk about issues, then how can we grow as a society? How can we grow as a person, right? So I wondered right. if watching that Matt guy – dunk if i didn't enjoy it more because he was white i'm a i'm a white man all right and so maybe i could identify with him a little bit more and and by the way a shorter white guy who loved to jump as a young man i did i i've been able to dunk a basketball there's a long story there but i've been able to dunk a basketball before a legitimate dunk and everything so i, I really worked hard at that so to be able to see him do that i saw myself in him right a little bit more than i would see maybe a six five six eight gentleman who could be a different color than me so i identify with him and tim i don't know if you're white i know i've talked with you you sound like you have an ethnicity less similar to mine even though you know sometimes you get a little bostony 
to me or a little New Yorky to me, you know, whatever you do it. But I don't, I don't care if you're uh, Asian, if you are black, if you are, you know, whatever other ethnicities there are, if you're Hispanic, I, I don't care. I don't, I, it doesn't matter to me. But I was just thinking about that myself because I was able to identify with him a little bit more. Maybe that's why I looked at it a little bit differently this past weekend. Not that, you know, there's any racial undertones there or anything. It's just I was able to identify with him. I, I see where you're coming from. I, I take a slightly different position. I, I love that it was an underdog story, kind of like nobody knew this guy. He was, he was, he's in the G League. I'm pretty sure they sent him right back to the G League. He only came (laughs) up for a few days so he could, so he could participate in the dunk contest. And I just, I love that, you know, at All Star Weekend, it was dominated by, you know, the Giannis Antetokounmpo and his brothers, uh, in a, in a point guard challenge. Uh, I forget who won the three point contest, but I know it was a big Dame, game. wasn't it? Lillard? And then, and it was Dame Dolly. Yeah, you're right. Hey, he uh, he he won the he won a three point contest, deservingly so. But then you have this guy who I'm pretty sure you know, 24 hours before then, if you put him in a lineup with other NBA players, they would say pick. You would say pick which guy wasn't an NBA player, and that guy would probably get picked. Um, I thought it was. I I, I loved it. I loved the underdog. I loved how. Yeah, you know, this, you saw the sideline of the players just embracing him. Like after after he 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 truly was a great a- athlete, and just he just jumped out of the whole stadium. It, it was truly amazing his athletic ability. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, you know, talking about it now a little bit more out loud with somebody else, not just alone in a bread truck as I drove around doing my job. And talking to myself, but talking about it with you and thinking back to past dunk contests that you and I talked about with Nate Robinson. And I went back to even just now thinking about Spud Webb and Spud Webb dunking. And and I'm glad you brought up the storyline because I think that is what I enjoyed more than anything was the storyline of that. Because we both talked about how we enjoyed the Nate Robinson storyline and uh, the character that Mm -hmm. went along with it. You know, whenever he'd, he'd put on jump over Superman and everything like that. And he was the kryptonite and then Spud Webb dunking the, the basketball things that we had never seen before by such a short individual. Maybe it's the shortness that I enjoy more than, (laughs) more than anything, but I, I even love the Zach Levine to Aaron Gordon dunk contest too. I mean, they were entertaining. So maybe it's just being entertained. I I don't, I don't know what it is. I, so I, I take the color of the skin off the table. I gotcha. I I think it's more. I you know I think it's the the competition that those Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon dunk contests were great. I still I still hold Dwayne Wade responsible for it ending the way that it did because I really thought they should have just brought a chainsaw out and cut the trophy in half and given half of them to each of them on those ones because they they were just so dominant and just so great Crazy. with it. Hit. I, I, it, they were just, they were flying. They were you know we, we were six. I went seven, back and watched it. Eight I went back and watched it. And I was going, holy cow! Look at all that. Yeah, I went back because it was dunk contest weekend and everything, and I was looking at the best dunk contests and everything, and, and that was one of them. And I was going, unbelievable! How do you even imagine mm-hmm. some of that stuff from the free throw line, three sixty or behind the back? I, I mean, I just unbelievable. I, I my favorite one is Aaron Gordon jumping over yes. the mascot that's on like that little Segway thing that's go it's going around he he he, he sat picks down up from up, yeah he picks up the ball from underneath underneath him jumps jumping over the uh, jumping over the mascot swings the ball underneath him catches it with his left hand and throws it down and it's it was truly just it, it, again like I wish I could jump half as high as that. <laughs> I feel like I need to put a precursor or a postcursor in here too, Tim, just before I get a bunch of hate mail and everything about the stuff that people t- may take out of context. Hey, I've been a foster parent throughout the years, and I've let every creed, color, grace, and everything into my home, so I'm not racist. Yeah, I just uh, take that off the table. I don't think anybody take it that way. I get No, I, I, I get you. I mean, you know, White Man Can't Jump was one of the greatest movies of all time, so I don't know. I, I, I didn't take it like that. I just, I was more okay. making the sense that I just, I just didn't take it like that. <laughs> More soccer is trending today onto the Twitter topics here that are trending. Um, I think it's uh, – or is that Martinelli, like the apple cider juice that has got bubbles in it? Is that what that is or is it Martin? Are you, no, I, don't know I, if you believe the, I believe there was some soccer that was going on. I'm not, I'm not sure. I did remember seeing it on FanDuel earlier this week before I realized that there was no basketball to bet on that uh, there was some type of soccer event that was happening this year, this week. I, and then you got a bunch of soccer stuff. You got the Catterday thing again going on there. Uh, the soccer, the more, more of that. What is, what, do you know what this is? The K-pop stuff that says K-pop trending. I think that those are like the, 
the 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 like in sync people, but they're in China or or something like that, or is that what they? I mean? think I K- I'm pretty sure K-pop is Korean pop, but I I could be wrong okay. on that. Oh one. yeah, don't no, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, I believe I believe that it it has it has been blowing up recently. I believe he. Um, I'm looking to see what I'm looking to see the trending topics myself. It says Sun Quan, I think. Is that how, how you would say that? And so I get, I don't know. I, it makes, it confuses me because I see so many people up there up on the stage whenever I've seen a highlight of some of that stuff. And it absolutely makes sense now to me. Korean pop makes a lot more. <laughs> I, I knew they were <laughs> Asian. And that makes a lot of sense. But they, they're up there and they're dancing in like a dance line. I don't know. I don't, are they popular here in the United States as well? I think it's kind of like a, it's a genre that people that you meet certain people and either they either they love it or they hate it. I'm not sure that there's a there's a middle ground with it, but I really I don't know. I'm a uh, I'm a, I'm an old Irish guy from Long Island. I really I stick to my uh, I stick to I stick to what I stick to what I love, and that's country music. Uh, oh, really? You're a country music fan? Okay. I love country music. Really? What kind of like old country music or younger all, country? All, music? all all old, new. I mean. And I, you know, I grew up on, I grew up on like Luke Bryan and, and Blake Shelton. I'm not really a Blake Shelton fan anymore, but you know, how my, Luke Combs is one of my favorite, uh, Morgan Wallen. He's, he's currently my favorite. I'm currently emptying my bank account to go see him when he comes uh, by me in May, uh, with some of my, with some of my boys. Um, you know, what about I, classic country. Are, are you a classic country guy too? Not really, not not really? with any consistency. I, I, you know, my my grandfather loved Johnny Cash growing up. I remember I listening to his car. He would have Johnny Cash going, um, but not the you know not, 80s? nothing. Eighties, nineties country? Nah, not See, really. That right there, that right there is the heyday for country for me because now country music has turned. Maybe um, for, whenever I listen to it, there are still some what I want to say classic country songs that are being played now with a little bit of a twist to them. But then there's also like the rap country that's going on now. That is actually like the early eighties rap music that I used to listen to growing up. That's kind of the speed it is. That's, that's what they're talking about. Similar things. It feels like now. And and that's what it seems like country music has turned into is eighties rap music or maybe late nineties, early nineties rap music. I got you. I got you. My personally, right now, my favorite is uh, is Zach Brown Band. I I love them. I went to see them last year at City Field. I, I've seen them twice. I was there. I saw them last year at City Field, and I saw them the year before that. Uh, me and my friends, we found this country music festival in Wildwood. We were all we were all coming out of COVID, and we we're like, all right, we're gonna do something fun this summer. So we rented a beach house, and we went to go see them at uh, at Wildwood Barefoot Music uh, Country Music Festival. And he closed the show on Sunday night, and there was not a dry eye when he played Chicken Fried. It was it was awesome. <laughs> now uh, now Zach Brown is different. I, like he plays music, you know, it's not drum beats. It's not different things right. that are being produced in the studio or something like that. I, I think that that's a little bit different. And those are the people that are kind of more classic country. But I can't believe you, you need to listen. If you like that kind of Zach Brown stuff, the 80s, 90s country music, I think you would absolutely love. There's some great songs on there. But maybe that's we need to do reaction videos or something to those things because you it, it, it make you cry. It sounds like you're kind of a sentimental guy and you're a softy. You're an old softy. So I think that that'd be, yeah, you, you would you would like that. You would like that a little bit. Uh, what else do you five percent teddy bear, five percent grizzly bear? <laughs> what else do you see that's trending on here that catches your eye, Tim? Uh, do you, do you have the trending part up, or are you just? I, I I do. I I I see Antonio Brown's trending. I'm not quite sure why. Um, you know, for, is that for I, you? Because you know, I know you're new for, to Twitter. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's trending on the NFL page. I don't really know why, but another big one that I see is uh, Jake Paul fighting Tommy Fury today. Um, I, you know, the, one of my vices is that I grew up, it, you know, I grew up in the YouTube age and the Jake Paul and Logan Paul were some of my favorite people. They still are. Jake Paul's fighting Tommy Fury today. It's his first, people are saying it's his first real test against a real boxer. And it's like, a, it's a make or break that both, both fighters are six and oh, both fighters are on, on the up and coming. They both hate each other. They despise each other. Oh, her. And they, th- this is the third time that, um, the first time Tommy Fury couldn't get a visa to the U.S., which they kind of said, no, nah, that, that's definitely not what. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The first time he uh, he pulled out of the fight about two weeks before because he alleged that he had broken something. But there was really, you know, there was some 
discrepancies in that. The second time they were about to sell out Madison Square Garden, and then he pulled out saying that, oh, I can't get a visa, I can't get a visa, which, you know, I didn't really believe. Now they're fighting in Dubai today because that's like a neutral location where he can get in and out of. There's a, there's a lot on, there's a lot on the line for this. Is, does, does Jake Paul have a career after this? Does he, will he be nationally recognized? Or will he get sent home by Tommy Fury? It's it's really it's an interesting fight. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to watch it. I I haven't I've never been a big UFC guy or whatever that one is. It, it's confusing to me as an it's older just guy. Straight boxing. Okay. Oh, it is boxing. Okay, all right. That yeah, was boxing. boxing. I kind of tuned out of boxing too after after Mike Tyson in the Evander Holyfield thing. That was probably the last big one that I ever saw. Uh, was when Tyson decided he was going to lose the fight, and then t- decided to help Evander Holyfield lose part of his ear. That was that was kind of weird. Oh yeah. Uh, uh. Um, you know, I saw I, Evander I Holyfield. I, I saw Evander sorry, Holyfield one time at like a Six Flags. I don't know what you guys call those things, uh, where all the amusement mm-hmm. rides and everything is. And I saw him there, and he had a little entourage around him. Surprisingly, he wasn't that big. Like he was he. He was smaller than I saw. Now, maybe I was walking on a hill or something, and he wasn't, you know, he was <laughs> maybe walking lower. But I was really surprised at how little he was. And everybody was saying it was Vander Holyfield. There was like there was like eight guys around him, and he looked like a Vander Holyfield. I was trying to find his ear to see if it was him or not. And I figured that would be the thing that identified him more than anything else. But, you know, his bald head and, and uh, all that. And he seemed muscular, but he just wasn't as tall as I thought he was. I've I've seen a lot of fighters. I, I worked security in Miami uh, for a certain point in my life, where I worked at the uh, one of the, one of my venues was the big basketball arena, and a guy who frequented a lot was Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao, two great champions. They were I, I'm about I'm six two myself, and I'm a, I'm a much heavier than I should be, but um, I remember looking at I remember standing next to Floyd Mayweather, like you know, ushering him in because he you know he got private security, obviously because of who he was. You know, he is they these fighters that I've seen, they're they're five nine, they're one you know what they're 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 one maybe fifty. Like it's really it's really interesting to see like just how small these guys are, but. Mm-hmm. I, I I will not look at them side. I, I will not open have my you, mouth. No, have, you my <laughs> have you ever fought? Have you ever fought a boxer? That, <laughs> I've never fought a boxer. I've I've been in more fights than I care to admit. But um, but it, it's I I wish I have no interest in ever <laughs> entering a cage unless so, unless, it, unless there's a hundred million dollar payout like there is yeah. on some of these other guys. When I was a kid, you know how you know how teenage boys are, and they pretend to box you know and so we'd, we'd have open hands as we tr- pretended to box uh each mm. other and you know you kind of slap the person but you just touch them really you're not really slapping that hard um mm. and and there was a guy who was a boxer i thought i was pretty good at slap boxing or whatever we called it slap box i think it was and i thought it was pretty good and there was this kid who took boxing lessons man alive i mean he just he was slapping me around <laughs> I, there was no way to even keep up with it, but that hand-eye coordination was unbelievably fast, and this kid was nothing special. I mean, he was just a, a regular kid, uh, and I was visiting my cousin or something like that, and we were slap boxing, you know, out there, and this kid, and he said he was a boxer. I was like, all right, let's go, and he just started slapping me left and right. Unbelievable hand-eye coordination. Fast, fast pause, man, and you think about that drill they do with the, with the, with the uh, I want to say the ball, the balloon kind of thing. Man, those things are hard to do. The speed bags. Yeah, I I've tried it multiple times, and I've never been able to get the bounce that you know that it, it requires to normally do it. I these guys, I've, I've tried to train like box like a boxer a couple times, and I have failed within the first like two or three weeks of it, <laughs> just because just because the level of commitment that these guys get. Like people say, oh, these guys they only they only work you know. Three months out of the year, yes, but have you tried working like them for those three months out of the year? They work insanely hard. They starve themselves. They run. They push themselves to the limit. They sweat. They sweat. They sweat. The new thing now is, uh, you know, they you go from uh, you go from sauna to cold plunge back to the sauna and then cold plunge one more time. I've tried doing that, and that is absolutely horrible. It's the stuff that they put these guys through is really. But it's really amazing. Uh, yes, and I, you know, you think I think I think back to the Rocky 
training parts yes. of the movie. And when I was a kid, you know, I'd see them and I'd want to try to start jumping rope like they did. And it's unbelievable how quickly your, your their feet are too, you know, to be able to jump rope like that. That was fun. Do one arm pushups and stuff, trying to do those things. Yeah, that's a lot, yeah. man. It's, it's a lot. Okay. I'm trying to write this down. We probably started that around uh, 15. We started talking about boxing. Who was, who was the guy though that you talked about? Jake Paul and Tommy Jake. Fury. There we go. Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. I'm going to put that in the, the little tweet. I, I see, uh, I, you know, we talk about Catter Day. Cat Turd is on there. So that it, it, he did make a, a trending turn. I don't know if you had a chance to look at that yet or not. Uh, we also I have, it says, it says Good Saturday. Don't click on that because that is not religious. Number 10, trending, Jesus Christ is alive. Are you a big Easter guy, Tim? What's your favorite holiday? I am. I, I, it's not, you know, Christmas is my favorite holiday. It's, I, I often think that the Christmas season is too short. I really, I'm a guy that could put on my Christmas decorations in July. Um, but I was, I was raised Catholic. Um, I didn't, I haven't always held on to my Catholic faith, you know, throughout my entire life. But, um, about three years ago, a little, a little more than three years ago now, I actually, uh, what's, I, uh, I, be, I went sober. Uh, and one thing that I've leaned on at time to time is, uh, is my Catholic faith. So, that's uh, that's one thing that's very important to me. I have a chain that I wear on a regular, on, you know, regularly. Um, you know, the one is the uh, Alcoholics Anonymous symbol. Another is a medal with the uh, with the Our Father on it and the Serenity Prayer. And the other one is just a crucifix. And that's something that if I'm not wearing it, I really don't feel like myself. So my Catholic faith is something that's really important to me. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I, I, uh, you know, not not necessarily Catholic. I'm a, I'm a Christian. That's what I kind of dedicate mm-hmm. myself towards, and I'm the same way. I've come out of a lot of things. I've had a lot of different issues over my life, and uh, addiction to different stuff has been that <laughs> thing. So I've been, I got uh, but I a long time practicing now, thirty years or something like that. So that's always cool to be able to have that connection mm-hmm. with somebody as well. Game day is trending, Tim. Uh, game day, which I think that that means March Madness is right around the corner. So we got a bunch of teams that are on the bubble right now and i don't know if you're getting big time into march madness i don't pay a lot of attention to college basketball until eh, a little bit before this time of year right around now but in alabama even we've got this big controversy because the star stud player of ours has got some gun issues right i i understand from uh from from reading you guys had an athlete who allegedly allegedly because we're we're not we're not we're not a judge or a jury so we don't want to you know we don't want to sway any type of way. He, sure. It is alleged that he uh, has committed some type of uh, some type of murder, um, and it's also alleged that you're that one of your guys on uh, on the basketball team, uh, one of the star players, is responsible for giving this player the gun that was allegedly used in this incident. Um, it, it's scary, man. I mean, it's it, it, it's it, unfortunately it's, it's just stupid. I mean. You guys are playing, you're playing college ball, you're getting a great education. Regardless of if you guys go pro or not, you know, you, you get, you're getting yourself out of, you know, you guys are working to better yourselves. And I just, I, whether it was this, whether it's Aaron Hernandez, whether it's, you know, the, the, the it's just, it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm someone who's pro Second Amendment. I think, you know, I think gun ownership is something that is something that's not, you know, is an inalienable right. But responsible gun ownership is something that is also an inalienable right. And this is just stupid on all levels. It's really unfortunate that these two gentlemen, you know, that these uh, these three people, that these three stories, unfortunately, are taking these turns. I, I pray for the best outcome on it, but I really I don't know what what can happen from here. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a lot of drama, and down here in Alabama, that's one of those things too, where uh, it's it's being talked about a lot. I try to turn my, I, I don't pay enough attention to it, so I would just get confused about it all. Where there's smoke, there's fire, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, Alabama's championship hopes seem to be dashed a little bit with this news. And even if he comes up innocent, you know what I mean? Like like if all you know, just mm-hmm. whatever, he comes up clean and all this, and who knows how much money can wipe things under a rug nowadays, but it ain't gonna matter because you're still gonna hear the chance. I think they played in Vanderbilt this week, or maybe it was South Carolina, South Carolina probably, right? And the mm-hmm. chance that were coming that young man's direction. I mean, that's just going to get a team either fired up or flustered, one of the two. And yeah. it's not going to let up in the NCAA tournament. I can remember back in the day when North Carolina would play Duke and, you know, Duke, Duke's sitting there saying JR can't read and stuff like that whenever, whenever he was playing with North Carolina, just little, little, tra- kids, kids can be very rude sometimes or very, very crude. 
Yeah. I, I, you know, I've, I've done enough stupid things in my life that I've learned that I've been given the opportunity to redeem myself. And I've been told, you know, my grandfather, who's someone I, I lean on regularly, he's always said, it's not the act that you're judged on. It's how you respond to the act. So, mm. you know, whatever, whatever happened has happened. It can't be turned back. So, you know, I, the perfect example of this is, uh, is Ray Lewis. I mean, you know, oh, after yeah. that Super Bowl victory, he was accused to be involved in a murder. Um, you know, it was very controversial, uh, you know, his uh, the outcome of that but he's truly turned his life around with that he you know i believe he became a born-again christian he you know he speaks very you know he speaks he he works hard to to you know help the youth so that they don't end up in the same situations he does hopefully this hopefully this young man can can learn the same way that ray did i heard i know that ray lewis has commented on it publicly to say you know the same thing let this gentleman earn the right to be forgiven and you know we'll see what happens like i said i pray for the best outcome with it I enjoy our conversations, Tim, on Saturday afternoon and uh, or morning, I guess, and getting this podcast out there on Saturday. We talk about a lot of different things, and that's cool. I think that we should be able to talk about this stuff. One of the other things that are trending, and we we don't, you know, we're, we're not coming in here with a plan necessarily. We do, but we don't. We keep up with some things and all that. And I like to look forward to next week, like I said, to be able to put this tweet out a little bit more. And one of the things that I see trending right now is Katie Hobbs. It's twenty sixth on the trending chart. Katie Hobbs. You know who Katie Hobbs is? Uh, I don't off the top of my head. No. Katie Hobbs, I, as, as the uh, governor of, uh, I think so, mayor, governor, I, I get confused with some of those, but she's in Arizona and she was elected right there and in Arizona. And there was the whole controversial thing between the, the Trump person and then Katie Hobbs and mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. It's And the, the weird thing about Katie Hobbs is that she never, like, she, she, she turned down all debates with the her opponent. So she never really got out of there. She's the governor of Arizona and and she just, you know, continued to not do things, not get out there, not politic, not not do any of those things. Went on some TV shows here and there, but she mm-hmm. she still won the election. And what people are saying is that she didn't have to run against or debate Carrie Lake that she was already chosen as the go- governor of Arizona. What do you think about elections? Are elections weirder now than they were a long time ago whenever you were kind of first getting into being able to vote and stuff? So my first election was I was 18 and it was Mitt Romney versus uh, Barack Obama. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I've never I've never really been interested in it. And. Obviously, you know, we were in COVID in 2020, so it was really the only thing to focus on. I've actually, I, I'm someone I've, I've, I think I've talked about it with you or on the show before. I don't watch the news. I don't because I don't think we're, I don't think regardless of what side you're watching, you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a straight story. I, I'm very big into Russell Brand and the Joe Rogan and they seem to get the, you know, the, the straight, you know, the straight story of it. And then they talk about their opinions of it. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I really, I don't. I've, I've got. I can. I can make an argument for both sides of it. I'm like, no. This is this is the purest form of democracy. Elections, elections, elections. Sure. Yeah. And then we. And then they talk about how you know the, someone's someone's dead uncle voted five times for right, one right, man. right, right. Proof of it. You know. I I don't know, man. I, I I've I've really chosen to live with my head in the sand. Is it the healthiest thing? Is it the healthiest thing? No, but maybe. you know what? It's it's it, it, it <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know on it. Hey, but it's it's something that helps me go day to day and not. I, I see these people who just pull their hair out with their yep, yep, opinions, yep. and that, and that's a great thing. Be be staunch, be firm in your Passion. opinions, mm-hmm. be, be be willing to have conversations. Don't let it ruin your life. One of my one of my best friends of all time. Him, him and I are on different ends of. The political spectrum. I, I won't get into details on which because I, I don't want to out anybody on anything. But him and I, when when Trump and Hillary got going in okay. in <laughs> in 2015, him and I both said we're not going to talk about it. And okay. from then, we have not talked about it, and it's and it's been the best thing for our friendship. So, uh, you know, these people who cut people out left and right for you know how how you lean and how you don't. I don't get it. I don't want to get it. I don't want to begin to have the conversation on understanding it because then I'm afraid it'll corrupt myself. Sure. I 
I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I you. No, no, and, and, and I get it. And I understand why people don't want to talk about politics with certain people. I, I think that if we don't talk about politics, if we don't talk about religion, if we don't talk about mm-hmm. sobriety, you know, those kind of things along the way, if mm-hmm. we just keep a closed mind about all those things and not have an open mind to be able to converse with others about it, then how are we going to ever grow as a person, as a society? How are we going to ever help somebody along the way if we just keep to ourselves? If we don't talk about those things that are important things to talk about, I mean, we can talk about sports all day long. But what does it Absolutely. really matter? You know, what what does it matter? I, I don't I don't know what it matters. Politics. I don't know that talking about it really matters anything either because there doesn't seem to be a lot that you could do about it except for in your own little circle or in your own little sphere by starting out at some kind of ground level of getting on a council board or something like that in your town, but when when I look at this stuff, I think that if we don't talk about it, we it really really is you know limiting our abilities to be able to get better. That that's what I think. I, I don't know. And anyway, so I was just wondering about that. It seems like I I, you know, I agree with you. I think I think talking about it, talking about anything that you know with with the right people and with people who are you know be again be firm in your convictions, but be willing, but will but be willing to discuss it. Those yeah. people I'll have a conversation with all day long and twice on Sundays. But I just, hey, un- unfortunately, that's something that, you know, like uh, you made, rep- I'm, I'm in, I'm in the Northeast having a open conversation about politics with, op- with open minded people isn't, it's slim pick. <laughs> in, in my world, in, in my world, in my, you know, in my little world with my people, it's fine because, you know, I, I, I've surrounded myself with people who I think are, are good and genuine and, and enjoy you know, just good conversations. But there are certain people I've, I've seen videos of people in, in New York city. They've people have walked up trying to have a conversation and people just screaming at the top of their lungs. And it's just, it's something that's, it's not good for society as a whole. And it's just, it's, I don't, it's not intelligent. And it, 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 it frankly, it, 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 it annoys me. <laughs> no, I can understand that. And I just, I don't like living in an echo chamber. You know, I, I don't I don't yeah, like sure. living in that. I, I like to if I, if I lived in an echo chamber my entire life, uh, Tim, I, I don't even think that I'd be alive, to be honest with you. If, I, I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I, sure I, no. I, what I was taught, what I what people taught me with the people around me as a kid, it was leading me to nothing but death and destruction. It really was. And if I did not change that environment, if I didn't have an open mind, if I didn't surround myself with people who thought differently than how I was raised to be able to see a different perspective or a different point of view, I, I honestly, I don't think that I would be alive. I really don't. I give my wife a lot of credit in keeping me alive this long as well, uh, but also just the changing environment. I think that God had his hand in all that stuff. Hey, George Harrison is trending. George Harrison, a Beatle, right? I think one of the uh, least known Beatles. I don't, I don't know if that's right or not, but uh, he doesn't seem to be as popular as Ringo Starr was or Paul McCartney or John Lennon, but George Harrison was born 80 years ago, so it's George Harrison's birthday today. Happy birthday in heaven. <laughs> is, I, I didn't see, see, does, I, I didn't know if he was passed away or not. I didn't know. I, but I, 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 I could be wrong. I think George Harris, I think George Harrison, and I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to, to no, no. George Harrison, George Harrison was murdered in his home, I believe. In Los oh, Angeles, no. I, really? I believe. Uh, I'm googling it now, but I believe. I, I I hope I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not. The, no, you probably. You might be right. It sounds familiar to me, but I'm not. I'm not positive either. But looking down here as I yeah, scroll di- through this, yeah, he's died R.I.P. November 2021. Yeah, he. Um, I bu- I believe he was killed in his home in a home invasion. I I oh, do. I, I believe terrible. I could be wrong. Yeah, Not my mindset on you is his song where I remember him playing a guitar and a little red chair and everything in front of a fireplace. I got my mindset on you. I remember that one. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that one now. That's, that's a good one. Do you have a favorite Beatles song? Did you go through a Beatles stage of your life? I didn't. I I've seen, I've walked the area where you know uh, where where Lennon was killed. I've, I've seen oh, the, really? you know, the there's still pe- there's still people that show up every day. You know, really? there, I've, I've, I've also heard people say that they believe that Paul McCartney was replaced by a lookalike in 1993. Like it's, <laughs> I, I, but, um, I, you know, let it be, Hey Jude, those, those are my, those are, those, those are my songs for the Beatles. I was more of a Rolling Stone guy. I still am a Rolling Stone guy. I don't know. I just, I've never really been too into the Beatles. You know, 
Hey Jude makes my list of songs. It really does. Yes. That I that I never want to hear again. I'm serious. Like I've I've really? heard it enough time well, because I it's my fault more than it is the song's fault. But I played that song okay. at one point in my life when I was going through a Beatles phase. I played that song so many times that I'm sick and tired of hearing Hey Jude. And then at the end, Jude, 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 Jude. I've heard that that na 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 that na 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 na. I've heard enough in my life. I don't ever need to hear it again. That's my point of view. Na 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 it's my fault though. It's not. It's not their fault. It's my fault. It was a great song, okay. and you know that's. I will take complete responsibility for it. I don't know that I see anything else on here at all on that that is trending that we would want to talk about or that we could talk about. If you see something, by all means, speak up, or else we will forever hold our peace on what is trending this Saturday. But see how the power power of discussion, power of conversation. I thought. That you just hated Hey Jude, but through the power of conversation, I saw that, okay, it's just been outplayed. See, this is how people listening, conversation helps. Conversation helps drive people forward. It does. And like I said, I took ownership yeah. and responsibility for it not being on my playlist <laughs> anymore. Hey, Tim, something I know that's going to be talked about this upcoming week is your guy. Your guy, Kevin Durant, playing and suiting up for the first time, I believe, this upcoming Wednesday with the Phoenix Suns. How about that? Yeah. I don't know. And I say your guy. I know he's not your guy, but he played for the Brooklyn Nets and everything. <laughs> and and here's something that I thought you could help me out with because I am an older man than you. Sure, I don't, what's up? I, I don't know all the terminology that, that young kids okay. kind of put out there nowadays. And I, I don't know. Is, is Kevin Durant a grifter? Is that what grifter means? I don't like, even know what grifter means. I I I I feel old now. Oh no! Um, <laughs> I've heard I've, people I've, say I've, it, and so I you know I I picture a grifter as somebody who like follows other people around, maybe to their success. And Kevin Durant has kind of is is kind of doing that, right? I don't know that he could build anything on his own in Oklahoma City. So he, so he went to the Golden State Warriors and then went to Brooklyn, right? I don't know if I skipped anything so, in between there, but a grift, uh, according to Urban Dictionary. Uh-huh. Grifter, a person who engages in petty or small-scale swindling. Oh, that that is Kevin so, Durant as well. Yeah, I mean, that's Kevin. That's Kevin Durant to a T. I mean, whether it's the it's the burner <laughs> Twitter accounts or you know his, him him. I've always been told if you, I, I've always been told to never believe in the if you can't beat him, join him thing. Hang in, that's exactly what he did by going going to Golden State. Um, going to Brooklyn, going to Brooklyn. I yes, he linked up with 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 uh with Kyrie but at the same time you know he got his ring he got his rings in Golden State they it, it was unfortunate that he you know it was an it was an atrocity committed on the American people I will say that but going to Brooklyn I thought he was trying to get it right he he linked up with Kyrie they tried everything they could Kyrie I, I think it was kind of one of those things of you know he saw he saw a used car on the lot he's like oh my god I know all the stories I know all the stories that happened in this car I know, I, you know, Steve McQueen drove it. Uh, you know, <laughs> guys did, and then and then they, and then he brought it home, put it up on the lift, and saw that you know the 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 the, uh, the steel framing had been spackled so that you know it, it looked like it was real. The the rear tire was missing a hubcap, and that it, you know the, the the engine had a you know the engine had a had a flaw in it. Um, I think he tried to get it right in Brooklyn, and it just didn't work out because I saw his opening press conference in, in Phoenix, and he was genuinely upset that it didn't work out in Brooklyn. I think he wanted to hoist his trophy there, um, but I think going to Phoenix, he he's kind of going back to the all right, you know, Brooklyn's not working out. Me them trading me, I think works works for them. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go to Phoenix. Yeah, that's yeah, my best yeah. opportunity to win. So I, I can see that. Yeah, and he's towards like I said, he's toward the tail end of his career and everything, and I could see that. And it doesn't matter what we talk about because now uh, Kevin Durant's going to be trending on my Twitter a little bit throughout this time. <laughs> you know, they're just going to they're going to be asking my my computer, my phone, everything's going to be asking me if I want to be able to buy Kevin Durant jerseys now. Is what I'm going to end up having. It's crazy how <laughs> your phone and everything listens to you nowadays. Uh, I'm going to yes. be being hit with all this stuff that we've been talking about. <laughs> they're they're, they're going to be like, oh, this guy's going crazy. We're talking about everything on here. We're going to see if he wants to buy some Nikola Tesla stock in something. You know, just just different different things like that. If he wants to buy a how to Nikola tesla book now or anything i'm kind of putting it to test now i'm trying to see if they'll start <laughs> sending me tesla stuff now that'd be interesting uh yeah do you think that phoenix now is a front runner they're, they're they are the front runners to win the nba championship it's a very talented squad there now 
You know what, man? I think these final 22 games, they can see, you can see anything happening. I was with some good friends last night. We were watching, uh, we were watching the Knicks and the, uh, and the, and the Brooklyn Nets game. Um, the Knicks were down 20 at halftime and they came back and they won by six and Brooklyn, Lord help them. Brooklyn was down 63 to 29 at halftime, meaning they only oh, scored 29. They scored 29 points in 24 minutes and that, was horrible. That that's a horrible line. Um, this I don't know what the final score of the, of the Nets game was. I'm I'm current. I'm afraid to look. But the Knicks they were down 20 points to the Wizards and they battled back. I'm going. I'm actually going to see them tonight after going to a Fordham basketball game in the Bronx. Um, it, it 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 anything can happen in these last 22 games. I'm very interested to see. I'm very interested to see the 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 Los Angeles Lakers. It looks like they've re. It looks like they've retooled at the trade deadline, and they, they they look scary. They look like they have a real team now. Phoenix, I, Katie's been on it. Been off his feet for two months. I, I it's not going to matter. That's not going to matter. I, I, but to build it, but getting his feet, getting his feet nah. back under him, and also building chemistry, building chemistry nah. with with Chris Paul and the boys. I think it could. I think it could. That's not. That's not. It's just, I mean, he's he's automatic, man. It's just going to take him. A couple of days in the gym to be able to. Uh, he'll it'll take a while to get the wind back, you know. To get, but he'll be able to ease into that. And he's. Oh, smart I'm, not, I'm not even worried about the wind. I'm, I'm worried about. I'm worried about him building him building chemistry with Chris Paul and Devin Booker yeah. and DeAndre Ayton and, and and learning his spot in that in that in that starting five. I I'm, I'm very interested to see that. Yeah, I think they're all talented enough to be able to figure that out. It's going to be fun, a uh, fun little run to be able to watch the NBA. That's for sure. Here towards the end of this season, Tim. We've been trying to do this the last couple of weeks. We just have run out of time. So we are going to get into it this time for the last couple of minutes that we have here. Just looking at some of the MLB rosters, at least their starting lineups, not necessarily their pitching staff a little bit here. Because we mm. personally, I, they, they don't have it on here that much. But <laughs> we're going to look at possible opening day lineups for these teams. And we're going to start over in the AL East. All right. With how about if we go with the Baltimore Orioles first? A little bit harder on here because I don't have a great website to do that but projected starting lineup and just tell me what you think overall with these guys we got cedric mullins in center field adley rushman i think i was going to say that right oh i forgot about having to butcher these people's names gunner henderson <laughs> anthony santander that's how i call him anyway whenever i play fantasy baseball uh ryan mountcastle ramon urias i think i got that one right urias urias austin hayes adam frazier i didn't know adam frazier was with jorge mateo and the starting pitcher Ooh. Kyle Gibson? Kyle Gibson's there. Kyle Gibson from the Cubs. He's there. He's he's making it work. Oh man, he like he's he's really good on the Fourth of July because a lot of explosions happen on the day that Kyle Gibson usually pitches. He's a lot of lot of uh, different home runs get hit uh, whenever that happens. Adam Frazier though, he's a new person there. Maybe he can help Jorge Mateo not strike out as much. Adam Frazier, I know he. I believe if I'm thinking of him right, he. Was once a guy who was in the outfield for the Yankees, who was like their he was their fourth or fifth outfielder, yeah. and he just could not catch on with the team. And they they didn't trade him at the height. He went to Chicago, and unfortunately, he didn't make it through a full season there. This guy has something special in him. I don't know what the I don't know what the trigger is, but if he can if he can return to his former glory of when he was with the Yankees, it, it, it could be it could be scary for them. I thought he was a pirate. Was it Adam Frazier a pirate? Or am I thinking somebody else? Could be wrong. I don't know. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm thinking of Clint Frazier. I'm yeah, Clint. That's what I was going to Yeah, yeah, Clint Frazier. Yeah, yeah, both of them. You're right. You're right. But Adam Frazier, I think he's a, a little fellow. His high high average, but barely gets the ball out of the infield. If I'm if I'm mis, not mistaken. So that, that's not a terrible lineup. What would you give that lineup? I mean, Mullins is great. Nice. Uh, uh, they're, the, they're, the, they're, the, they're the Baltimore Orioles, man. I mean, they they could shoot for a D plus. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't wow. know. I know they have, I know they have a ton. They have a ton cooking in the minors. I think wow. that's what they're waiting on. I, I, their catcher is apparently the wow. best part of their lineup. Um, I, I, okay. I, I need to see Gunner, it. I, I'm not, you know, I understand. I understand. I, Gunnar Henderson though. I mean, he's a rookie and he's penciled in there. He plays third base for him now. Really good. Really good analytic stuff going on there with Gunnar Henderson in the minor leagues. And he's penciled in for, at, at not only third base, but also third in their lineup. That's primetime stuff right there. So I I don't yeah. know. They 
They have a lot of confidence in him. Boston Red Sox are next, and, and you're going to have to say their leadoff hitter's name, Masatio Yashiato. Yoshida. Yoshida. I don't. I don't pay attention. Yeah, this. That's a guy. So that guy, they've paid about three x what the normal market was, and every every person, every. Let's go through the lineup, and, and then I'll come back to him. But oh, that was okay. that, it. Was a dumb signing. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I closed <laughs> the lineup. Did I, did I close that window? Oh, I think I may have closed that window. I meant to paste the window, open, cut, and paste. Let's see. Let me let me get it back. I got it back right here. Uh, I got it here. While you get it back, I got it. Uh, my uh, Yoshida, Kike uh, Hernandez, uh, Ra- uh, Rafael Devers, who yeah. they just signed to a, a ten-year deal. Justin Turner, DHing, Alex Verdugo, right field, Adam Duval, Duval County in center field, uh, first base Tristan Ka- uh, Cassis, who's a rookie. Second base, uh, Alberto Mo- Mondesi. That's Mondesi. 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 You know, uh, it, it sounds different than it's spelled. Does th- th- That's the problem with me. When I look at him, I'm like, okay, I know who that was, but why doesn't it look the same way as I say it? And maybe I say it wrong. I don't know. I got you. I got you. Uh, catcher George Alfaro. And Jorge, then the starting Jorge pitcher, Alfaro. Jorge Alfaro. And then the starting pitcher, Chris Sale, who has a lot. A lot to live up to this year. Yeah, he's been on the shelf for a long time. Uh, kind of an emotional guy. Emotional guy right there. I, I like that lineup a little bit. It, it's definitely not walloping. You know, missing Martinez out of there. Uh, missing some other home run hitters out of there. Adam mm-hmm. Duvall, though, in that lineup, he is going to be. He could. He could be a forty home run guy in that lineup with the green wall. Adam Duvall, the way he hits his home runs. Are straight up in the air. That's how he does them, and They're a lot of a lot of towering. places will. Yes, and so he'll be able to get it over that wall. He's going to be fun to watch there. I don't know where I'm. I, are you penciling Boston Red Sox above or below right now? The Baltimore Orioles lineup. Uh, above it, definitely. I mean, the Baltimore. Uh, I, I I could be. I need the first thirty games to see where the Baltimore Orioles are. I, if they if they jump out to a lead, I think they could keep it because I think it all depends on how on how well their young talent uh, their young talent is and whether or not they need to develop more. Which which is fine. I mean, they're in a rebuild. That's what they're supposed to be doing. The Red Sox. The Red Sox are in. A very interesting part. They've they've gotten rid of all of their big money guys. They, I was totally shocked when they signed Devers to that three hundred million dollar deal. You know, right. they they let Xander Bogarts go. You know, a bunch of years ago they let they let Mookie Betts go. That they, they've they're really not famous for signing people. I mean, Chris Sale, he's in the last year of a five year one hundred fifty million dollar deal, so he's got a lot to prove. I. I, I don't know. I know that the players do not like this general manager because he just lets everybody go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Kike Hernandez. I like Devers. Justin Turner was a Met before he was a Dodger, before he was a a, 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 a Red Sox. Um, Verdugo, he's a, he's a guy that can give you a good pop off sure. the bat. Uh, Duval, I've I've been burned by Duval multiple times as a Mets fan. I am very interested to see what could happen. I, my biggest question mark is the Yoshida gentleman at the top. They paid well over market value for him. I, I don't really get that. I don't really get that money that they spent on him. But you know they have a, they have a method to their madness. I think that the Red Sox at their best can win eighty two games. But I don't I, I don't see them. I, I don't see them being in the top of their division. I don't. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. And to take away in and Enrique Hernandez is kind of a disappointment. They haven't done real well in free agency. It doesn't appear, appear to me from the outside looking in to those uh, Boston Red Sox. I think that they just they, they hate know, spending they overvalue, money. They, they, uh, well, yeah, they they overvalue people's talent and then they overpay for the talent and uh, it's just kind of mm-hmm. weird. Just kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. L M N O P. We're going to go to the New York Yankees next, way down there at the bottom with DJ LeMayhew leading off, Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo, Giancarlo Stanton, Glaber Torres, Oswaldo Cabrera, Harrison Bader, Oswald, Oswald Peraza. Peraza, I believe, is Jose Trevino and Garrett Cole as the opening day pitcher there. Still a star studded lineup. And, you know, it's it, it really going to depend on how many people can stay healthy in that lineup. Giancarlo Stanton always missing time nowadays. Glaber Torres. It's surprising. I think he's like in his mid twenties. It feels like Labor Torres has been around forever, but he he's still a relatively young player. That look that that that's a great lineup right there. That that is a great lineup mixed in with some old talent, some new talent. I really like how that looks. 
I agree with you. I I know that uh, I know that DJ LeMahieu he he's kind of a, he's kind of become a utility player. Uh, you know, he could play second and third base. They have Josh Donaldson. Uh, they have Josh Donaldson in the. Um, they have Justin Allison on the bench who can come in and play that. Aaron Judge, I know he was 15 minutes away from being a San Francisco Giant, so the fact that he's back in right field, uh, you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be the captain's back. That's the best way to say it. Yeah. He's been, you know, he's he's the biggest signing. Garrett Cole kind of started putting it together last year. Um, Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo was just such a great locker room guy. I think he's great for the team. I think he's good for that ball club. Glaber Torres, he's you know he's not going to hit thirty home runs, but you know he's going to give you a good pop when you need it. He's going to give you a good base hit. Harrison Bader, they absolutely love yeah. uh, as well uh, as well the Peraza uh, again, a guy who's interested. They've never really been able to plug plug that shortstop hole. Um, you know, it seems like they got a good. You know, it seems like he's a good rookie who will be fill, filling in there. Bader, Bader, what Bader could steal forty bases this year with the new base stealing rules that are there. They, he's a really fast little kid. He's a fast little kid. Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers. I'm moving us along. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That we maybe get to the NL as well, Tim. So I'm, I'm moving us along. Tampa Bay Buccaneers use 158, 158 starting race. lineups. Tampa Bay race. Yeah, what's that? I said. Uh, you, you said the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. you said the Buccaneers. Oh, well, that's how it is. Uh, 158 different starting lineups last year over the course of 162 games. So, does it really matter who we say right now? It doesn't feel like it. But Yandy Diaz possibly leading off for them. Wander Franco, Randy Arozarena, Brandon Lowe, Manel, uh, Manuel Margot, Manuel Margot, Daryl Ramirez, Isaac Paredes. Paredes is the same. Christian Betancourt, Jose Siri, and Shane McClanahan. I really like Jose Siri at the bottom of the lineup. I, I I hope he gets to bat sooner in that lineup. They picked him up at the end of last year sometime, and he it really seemed to flourish there in Tampa Bay. But it's not going to matter because Tampa Bay just plugs and plays people in all different kinds of ways. I look for a big bounce-back year from Brandon Lowe, too, from a fantasy perspective. He was hammering the ball before he got hurt last year and got a couple of different injuries that really limited his abilities. Uh, so I, I like this team. This team is always going to be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Randy Rosarena is someone who he's always been a very interesting character, in my opinion. He, I remember during the COVID season, the, the from the uh, from the July until uh, I, I think October. It was very interesting to see. He ended up on the COVID list in um, in August, and he ended up missing like three weeks because he, for whatever reason, he couldn't get a negative test, and it was still in that time, and we didn't really know what COVID was. So he just. He he did push-ups, he did sit-ups, and he just ate chicken and rice for for three weeks straight. He came back, he was built, he was massive, and ever since then he's just been on an absolute tear. It's truly, it, it was truly amazing to see. He's a um, he's I, a guy, I, and I, we, we can look at it at some point. Uh, he's a guy who though he he out he outdoes all his peripherals. Like when you look at his underlying numbers that maybe don't amount to a whole lot. When you mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, he like outperforms them all, like his contact rate, his uh, hard hit percentage, just different things like all the, his barrel rate and all that stuff. It, it just he it doesn't look like he should be as good as he is. To, and he's a twenty twenty guy as far as twenty steals, twenty home runs. But really, honestly, it looks like he's standing right on the edge of a cliff, and one of these days it's just going to all fall off. But I've been thinking that about Tim Anderson forever too, and Tim Anderson just continues to be a good producer in the Major League Baseball. I agree. Tim Anderson, fast as lightning. He he he's someone who's very interesting to watch. He's up there in Chicago. Yeah, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. They got oh my! I don't no. I'm not interested. Bleacher Report in this, and I don't know how to click click off of that. George Springer, Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Alejandro Kirk, Matt Chapman, Dalton Varsho, who's a new addition to that team. Brandon Belt, another new addition to that team. Whip Mirafield and Kevin Kiermaier. And Alex Manoia is going to probably be the leading pitcher there for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, the they, They've made some changes. Dalton Varsho, I think what they've tried to do is they've tried to shore up their outfield. Their defense was pretty atrocious a couple of years ago, and they were like one of the leaders in errors. One of the leaders in area yeah. in the Major League Baseball. And so what I think that they've tried to do is sure up that defense a little bit by adding some of these new faces here. Dalton Versho, uh, Whit Merrifield towards the end of last year, and Kira Meyer. That's going to make a pretty solid off uh, defense as well as a good offense. I like the idea of moving Springer to right field. Springer, unfortunately, he hasn't been able to stay healthy during his time that he's been there. So I think the move to right field will be good. It'll be less on him. It'll be more on his arm and less on his body to make a play. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer, he's a great center fielder. He's a great defensive center fielder. I, I agree with you on that. Brandon Belt, I Brandon Belt, I remember 
he has burned me as a Mets fan in the in the uh, 2016 wildcard game. He uh, he hit the walk off home run or, or the go ahead home run in the top of the ninth. There was a pitcher's duel up until that point. Same thing. Uh, I think he, a couple years before that, he hit a 17th inning home run in Washington in Bryce Harper's face uh, that sent the. I think the Giants went on to win the World Series that year. It might have been 2014. Um, he is someone who will give you a good hit at the right time. I like him in the lineup, and just Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's uh, he's allegedly coming to ten, he's coming to camp lighter than he was last year. Oh. He's been just bombing balls again. You know he's he's got the gene. He's got the gene from his dad. He he's proven he knows how to hit. Bo Bichette, I love also. I love I just love the young components of this team. I love the young components of what these guys have to offer. Um, I think it depends on their on how they're managed. I know that they made a coaching uh, they made a coaching swap at the All Star break last year, or halfway through the season last year, and they started to really turn around. So I, I think that, I think the pieces are there. I'm very interested to see where it goes, but I think I, I think again we need like 30 to 60 games to see how these guys start. Without looking at the starting pitchers today, who do you choose to win that division? Oh. Huh. Come on, it's not I, hard. It's not hard. You can say it. Wes, who do you pick to choose to, to win the AL East? I, yeah. I, I will. Uh, I, I, I think Toronto will be able to do it this year. I, I think that there are you less holes. Yeah, I do. I do. I've, so, I've, so here's what I'm. Here's what I'm going to say. I think. I think the Yankees win the division, but I think Toronto goes further than them because the Yan- the Yankees the Yankees are going to win. The, the Yankees are going to win 100-plus games in a, in a regular season. I think that they win the division. But the, they've proven it for the last for the last five to ten years. It doesn't matter who wins the division. The Yankees cannot win in the playoffs. So I think that while the Yankees win the division, I think that Toronto will, can beat them in, set, in, in five in Toronto. Who finishes last in that division? I will say the Boston Red Sox. I think it's between the Red Sox and the Orioles. If I had to choose, I think it could be the Orioles just because I have no idea how their young talent can play. But I think it's a combination between those two. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll head over to the NL East there for just a couple of minutes. So we'll, we'll whiz through these. I know we're going to take a couple of minutes on the Mets probably, but we'll whiz through the rest of them. Ronald Cooney <laughs> Jr., Ozzie Albies, Michael Harris, Austin Riley for the Atlanta Braves, Matt Olson, Sean Murphy, Marcel Ozuna, Vaughn Grissom, Eddie Rosario, and Max Fried is their starting pitcher. That is a strong lineup up top to bottom. Top to bottom. That is strong lineup. Probably the toughest Ronald division Cooney. in baseball. Probably, yeah. Yeah, Ronald Cooney's guys stay healthy. Ozzy Albies, he has to stay healthy too. Michael Harris, they signed him in the middle of the playoffs last year because he's just been great. Austin Riley, they gave him a two hundred million dollar deal. He he's a great he's a great third baseman. Matt Olson, he's he's filled in nicely since Freddie Freeman went to Los Angeles. I, I hate uh, Marcelo Zuna. I think is their only wild card. Marcelo Zuna, obviously, he's been in trouble with the law a couple times. He's uh. You know, he, he hasn't been great. He hasn't hit great as they signed him to a big deal. He's in the last year of that deal. I wouldn't be surprised if they make some moves to get a DH. But Eddie Rosario, that left fielder, he's uh, he won, you know, I think he won World Series MVP. It, it, I, as much as it kills me to say it, the Atlanta Braves are very scary. And it's it's not, again, same thing with the Yankees. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. I can see them coasting until the all-star break and then just going on an absolute tear in July and August. All right, Miami Marlins are next on my list anyway, Tim. This isn't like a list of my heart or anything. This is just a list. Right here. <laughs> I, 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 I do I do think that Atlanta Braves are very tough, too. And Miami Marlins, we're going to see if they got any better than last year. And a lot of people change names. So that's why we like to do this. I like to do this, just to be able to put the people in the right places nowadays because so many people have changed places. It, 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 like Clint Frazier, Adam, Adam Frazier, just confuses you sometimes. Luis Arreas, I think is his name. He's going to be leading off for the Miami Marlins. Gene Segura, he's changed spots again. Jazz Chiselholm. Oh, boy, the Jazz man is playing there uh, in center field. For I love the that Miami. Yeah. Garrett Cooper, Jorge Soler, uh, Avisel Garcia. I think I said his first name right. Gary Sanchez is now Miami Marlin. Joey Wendell. Brian De La Cruz is going to be leading uh, at the bottom there. And Sandy Alcantara is their starting day pitcher. A lot of holes in that lineup. A lot of holes in that lineup. Uh, I don't know that they can overcome those holes. They got a lot of trading pieces, though, like a Gene Segura. He might be able to help out some team later on in the year and be able to trade him. Jorge Soler, if he can ever quit striking out and actually put the bat on the ball, he still has one of the better hit projections that I can see for people. If he can just, I don't, I don't know what his problem was last year. Maybe it was changing scenery. Maybe it was getting a big contract, all that stuff. Maybe he can put it together this year. A lot of times a second-year player in a new spot, 
can can do and I say second year. He was in Miami first time last year, so this is the second year there in Miami. Maybe he can put it together a little bit more this year. And and he's just he's just fantastic. Got but a lot of new places and a lot of new faces, but a lot of trading pieces as well as they continue to try to improve that the franchise. Yeah, I agree. I mean the the Marlins again, I referenced it earlier in the show. I was I've worked security for I worked security down in Miami for a certain time and and I was there when uh, you know when Giancarlo and Stan and, and Christian Yelich and all these guys were there, and the team just seemed like it had such prowess. You know, the team the team's ownership changed, and you know they they've been really trading a lot. I I think and, and you know they Derek Jeter has since walked away from the Marlins because it seems like they're really not interested in you know in trying to be competitive as of yet. I really I don't get it why. Um, Jazz Chis- Jazz Chisenhall, I. He's gonna be a great player in this league. George Solaire, he 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 was one of the main reasons why the Braves won the World Series. Uh, Luis Araya, I lost, I made I made a lot of money with him last year hitting home runs. Like like they have good pieces. They just have to work together and they have to be given the opportunity to flourish. And I just I think yep. it's I think it's from the top down. I think that that's why they won't be. I think the team's just not willing to put money in. I don't know why. Yep. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think that I think come. Come trade deadline, you're going to see a lot of guys from these teams being named, at, at, you know, going somewhere to a team that's only a player away because they have some great talent here. The Philadelphia Phillies, Trey Turner's leading off for them now. Kyle Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, JT Relamuto, Alec Baum, uh, Derek Derek Hall. I think he was the home run machine there for a little bit for them last season. Nick Castellinos, Brandon Marsh, Bryson Stott, and Aaron Nola will be their starting pitcher. Good lineup, top to bottom. Once again, some people that have have been there a short term so maybe they could actually put together a little bit more i think castellinos really got hurt last year with the new ball and the new play and everything that they had he, he just he, he couldn't hit for power quite as much as he did last year maybe that will change this year again the baseball's in the major league system so i hate philly i hate all their teams being you know being from new york <laughs> it's what it's what it's what i've been it's what i've been trained to do I went to the, I went with my dad last year. I went with, I went to the Mets Philly series in Philadelphia. I did not wear any color blue. I was not, it, it, it was, I was in enemy territory. I truly was. And from where they started, once they fired Joe Girardi and they got on that tear, yep. it yep. was scary to see those guys play. And, yep. you know, Aaron Nola, good pitcher, good, good leader. You know, uh, they're they're projecting to have Bry- uh, Bryce Harper back by sometime in uh, in oh, yeah. mid to late April. He's coming off Tommy John surgery. He Trey Turner was a big pickup. He's a local New Jersey kid. Kyle Schwarber is a reason why the Boston Red Sox will never be great. Letting him go and not and not signing him to a deal. Reese Hoskins has been the platoon guy. He's really like the Paul Pierce. He's just been there so long, and now he's got all these players to play with. Nick Castellanos, he's a towering, towering man. He, Brandon Marsh, he's just, he's, Brandon Marsh is weirdly like a, he's like a dog. He's like, excuse me, he's like a Pat Beverly. He's just, he's someone who just, he, he, he doesn't, he, he doesn't hit 300. He doesn't hit more than 10 home runs. He doesn't have more than 40 RBIs, but everything that he contributes is big to, is at big moments. Philadelphia, they finally put it together when they got their manager right, when they fired Joe Girardi. I don't remember who took over for him, but he's, that, that guy's back. You have to take him to the World Series. It, it Philadelphia scares me. Out of everybody in the NL East, Philadelphia scares me the most. Wow. Tough, tough division, uh, except for Miami and Washington. And Washington, we'll go over them real quick. We don't have to spend a lot of time on them. Lane Thomas, C.J. Abrams. Uh, Joey Manessas, I think. Manessas, Dominic Smith, Corey Dickerson, Yamir Candelaria. I want to say that like that. Kiebert Ruiz, Luis Garcia, Victor Robles, and Jose Gray. Josiah Gray, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you start lining up all these names, man. It's just the H's become J's, the J's become H's. It's like my, my brain gets all twisted. Not a great lineup right there. I like Manessas. He, he's he's really turned it on at the end of last season, but other than that, nothing to write home about. Kilbert Ruiz, their catcher. I like that guy too. I I don't know anybody in this lineup other than Dom <laughs> Smith, just because he was a New York Met at one point. I, I truly love Dom. I miss Dom. But I don't know anybody in this lineup, and I and I can't. I they they I know that they they when they traded um oh good look. when they traded Soto uh he yeah. you know it, it was seen as a it was seen as a rebuild. They're projected to be good in the next three to five years. They have a good they have a good minor league system. You know I think that Davey Martinez. I hope that he survives the rebuild. I hope that they you know they let it, they let him stay. 
but the, I yeah, we, we don't need to talk. I, about. Like, no, I, hope, I, I hope I hope these guys I hope these guys have fun. I hope these guys have fun. That's all I'll say. <laughs> on to the Mets. Last one here, just last minute or so here on the Twitter trending Twitter. I hope we don't get sued for that. By the way, trending Twitter uh, <laughs> on the fantasy effect today. intended. Nemo, Brandon Nemo, Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, Daniel Fogelbach, Mark Kanye, Eduardo Escobar, Omar Navarez, and Justin Verlander as the starting pitcher for the New York Mets. How about that lineup, guys? Uh, the biggest hole I see there is with Eduardo Escobar, and I know he does little things and all that stuff, uh, and they will platoon people back and forth with uh, Mark Kanye. Do I say Kanye? I always get that one wrong. Kana. 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 That's right. Uh, they platoon him in righty lefty kind of switches there as and same thing with Vogelbach. They got a, t- a tough lineup up and down back and forth. I think those three teams are going to have fun. The Atlanta Braves, the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Mets are, it's going to be fun to watch that all year long. Yeah. I mean, Nemo leading it off. I, I, I was so happy when they brought him back for the deal that they did. Sterling Marte, I would like to see him, Recover before they, they before they trot him out there. Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso, the heart and light, the heart and soul of this team. Uh, Jeff McNeil, the squirrel, flying squirrel, gotta gotta love him, gotta gotta love him. I, I you know we traded for Javi Baez a couple years ago, and it was just an absolute disaster. Jeff McNeil came back, and that team started uh, firing him. I gotta love him. Daniel Vogelback, Vogel sexy. He he, big guy, big guy. Hits towering home runs. Talks about eating donuts. I gotta love the guy. Mark Canna, businessman. He comes in. He he's not flashy. He's not he's not crazy. Comes in, does his job, does his job well. Eduardo Escobar. Eduardo Escobar scares me. We have Brett Beatty, who spent uh, who spent two weeks with Troy Tulowitzki, one of the greatest defensive infielders of all time. Uh, he spent a week. With, he spent two weeks with him this offseason. We're also we're, we're weirdly in talks for Manny Machado. I, I I'm I'm okay with that. But Brett Beatty through everything, through the Carlos Correa everything, through uh, Eduardo Escobar everything, he has been a complete gentleman throughout it. He's continued to do his job and continue to prepare. I gotta love it. Omar Navarez, great defensive bat, great defensive catcher. I'm very excited. I miss James McCann. He was a great guy while he was here. I, I wish him well in Baltimore. Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander going out and getting him. Uncle Stevie took care of business. He went out. He spent money. You know, we got him. We got Cody uh, uh, Singer. We got Max Scherzer. We got Mad Max on the bump. We got uh, who else we got? We got uh, Jose Quintana. The New York Mets are in business, boys. Uncle Stevie, he came in two years ago. He said, I was going to deliver, and he has delivered. We're not there yet. We are not there yet. I We're going to get Juan Soto. We're going to get Manny Machado, and we're going to win the World Series this year. <laughs> Wes, Wes, go ahead and laugh, man. I am a New York Mets fan. I have been liberated from the Wilpons. I hate the Wilpons. I wish them well with their $2 billion that they robbed from us. But you know what? Uncle Stevie came in. He was a mad billionaire who is a Mets fan, and we – are on the uptake, boys. We are on the uptake. It's, uh, this season I, runs through Queens. Uh, this season uh, runs through Queens. I, I don't know. I don't know if I got a turn here or not about the new. No, hey, great passion. I love that. Maybe I'll talk that way whenever I look at my Chicago Cubs lineup as well. Uh, great job there, Tim, on our trending Twitter uh, Saturday on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Hey, if you aren't a New York Mets fan, you, you're then you're not a Tim Fitzgerald fan. If you <laughs> anyway, with the passion that you had there. Okay, uh, yeah. All right, I gotta let you go, Tim. It's been an hour. Let's hey, let's great, go, boy. Great job. Find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.